Blog Talk Radio. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World, a world for some of us, no explanation is needed. And for others, that is why we are here. With your hosts, Edward Chanahan, a psychic medium, paranormal explorer, and author, along with Annette, who is a pagan truth seeker. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. So enjoy. Welcome to the Unexplained World broadcast for 6-2-2019 with your host, Edward Shanahan, that's me, and Annette. Hello, Annette. <laughs> Hello, Ed. How are you tonight? Doing good. Doing well. Okay. How about you? Enjoy, enjoying oh, this dry spell we're having? <laughs> I know. I told everybody, knock out some wood. We didn't see any raindrops today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, with the amount of rain we had in the Chicagoland area, and I'm sure Indiana, uh, and you, mm-hmm. were you involved in that little tornado scare out that way? Well, yeah, that was, that was uh, we were told, go to the basement, yeah. be careful. The yeah. siren sounded and all that. Now, we didn't see too much damage right here where I'm at, but, you know, it was micro-bursting all around. Yeah, yeah, well. You on that little hill, so uh, uh, you have to work its way up to you, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, uh, in a nice spring day, I guess you could say today was. Before we mm-hmm. invite our guest, who is for you know, and this is a show for animal lovers, and I hope right. I don't butcher this up, but our guest will be Dr. Joanna. Lefebvre, I don't know French or Canadian. Can- That's pretty good, yeah. Uh, Connolly, DVM is our guest, which is she's a vegan veterinarian of the New World and author of the book Animal Teachings from Haley's Angel Methods. I would like to make one announcement. Something's coming up this coming weekend that... A lot of people should be interested in. It's open to the general public. It's the Midwest Haunters, as in Halloween Haunted House, Haunters Convention at the Renaissance Chamber Center Hotel Convention Center, June 7th to 9th. Okay? It's coming back to Chicago. It's been 16 years. Uh, The Midwest Haunters Convention is the largest Halloween show of its kind in the U.S., Dedicated to all haunters, actors, enthusiasts, enthusiasts, home slash pro haunters, and Halloween enthusiasts. Open to the public. Um, the Midwest Haunted Convention features a haunted house, or in Halloween trade show, educational seminars and workshops, charter bus tours, a massive masquerade ball, multiple contests, family-friendly activities, and much more. So, um, 
sounds like a good time for those who uh, love Halloween. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's intense. The kinds of things they'll show you. <laughs> yeah, and our uh, our our buddy to the show, Dead House, John Vedretti from Dead Rising Haunted House is going to be set up over there too. So, uh, oh, yeah. and if I'm free, I might be wandering uh, uh, around also with uh, Steve. So, uh, yeah. So, lots of pictures. That's yeah, June 7th and 9th. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'll be I'll be marketing too. But that's <laughs> June 7th and 9th. It was Hunter's Convention in Schomburg, Illinois. Just look it up on the Internet. It's all there. And um, I guess they, there's over uh, nearly 2,000 people that are already saying they're going. So uh, it'll be a good turnout. So anything new on your side going on? Just working on my fairy festival, Gnome's Day Out. Like us on Facebook. Okay. Coming up on June 15th. Um, in two weeks, it'll probably just be you and I, um, unless David mm-hmm. Cohn taps in with his new song. Uh, and uh, we'll see about that. But let's bring on our guest now. Yeah. Yes. Hit the button. See if she's there. She's there. That's for sure. Hello, Dr. Joanna. Hi, Edward. Hi, Annette. Hello. How are you? Did I pronounce everything right? Did I pronounce everything right? Oh, close enough. But if you want to close learn enough. a little French, um, I'll tell you le, my my uh, maiden name, Le Five. It's pronounced like number five, so that's the closest thing. Just Le Five, oh. Connolly. Okay, so you were close. <laughs> okay. They put I'm a lot of letters. Of the... uh, <laughs> yeah. That don't you don't it's, pronounce. <laughs> it's one of those uh, comedy skits from the old days where he goes blah blah blah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 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 Dr. Joanne is perfect. <laughs> I go by my first name. That's perfect. Dr. Joanna. Because, okay. Because in French, so Joanne, Joanne is the it's pronunciation, and it sounds like one, and that's what I relate to being oneness with our world around us and all living creatures. So um, that was one interesting realization I had as I uh, I'm evolving through this world, and I was really grateful that my parents gave me that name. That sounds like. Joanne being one with the world, so I relate to that a lot. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Good choice of your parents. And that, all yeah. right, let's. First of all, you're a vegan, a veterinarian of the new world, and author of the book Animals Teaching from Haley's Angel Methods. You've helped over ten thousand families find peace and closure in regards to their pets' illness and passings. Uh, you treat the uh, patients and not the disease. You guide families I... in tuning in. Let me finish the reading this. Uh, you guide families in tuning in with their pets, themselves, and nature to make better, fair, and personalized medical decisions. Prevent disease and accidents, speeding up healing. Okay. You want to explain? Well... Um, yeah, well, uh, animals are the best teachers, so not nothing that I have done I feel like I can take credit for. Um, I've been a good student in the school of life. That I'll say that's the best uh, I can credit myself with, but I've had amazing teachers, and um, mainly, again, four-legged, four-legged ones that um, bring us back to the essence of life. 
And so Haley was one of my teachers. We, she was a rescued uh, Rottweiler girl and turned to be 14 years old, needed help going to heaven. I was able to provide that help to her at home, uh, thankfully, because I, you know, I'm a veterinarian. Um, so, and she mm-hmm. had trouble breathing. We did not want to move her. So after she passed, of course, I was devastated, but um, she had a greater plan for me, and she put me to work in starting this in-home euthanasia service. So that was my first true encounter uh, with the spirit world where I felt like, okay, this is really something I'm being gifted from the other side because this was not my idea and people started calling me and it just snowballed and I just went along for the ride and oh my god have I learned amazing things that I felt the need to share in a book because that's not teachings that you learn in in school or in the the real world let's say and so I'm calling myself veterinarian of the new world because there is so much more to this world that we need to talk about and we need to make this world a better place and it's easy there is it's really easy to do. The potential is there. Um, since then, I've had a lot of other teachers. One of uh, my good kitty friends uh, went to heaven, and after he passed, I had a burst of creativity to put together a workshop to, again, uh, bring more teachings to people so they can learn to connect with their the world around them and listen to mm-hmm. the different mm-hmm. signs of guidance and synchronicities in life, you know, all the unexplained things that happen but that are there and they're so powerful because they help guide us throughout this journey of life and it's hard to make decisions often, especially if we're, you know, we can analyze with our brain, but ultimately the heart and the gut feeling needs to win and that's amazing. It will prevent us a lot of accidents and diseases if we stay tuned in with our true nature and true path. Well, I got to say one thing. Um, it's amazing that you come to people's homes and help them with the passing of the pets. Um, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to if they carry their dog or whatever to the vet when the dog would have been better off at home. So, Thank you. There's no place like home for sure. You're welcome. And I wish I could split myself in about 10,000. And I, that's, I'm hoping more veterinarians help because the need is there. And the need is there for people too. People need to pass with dignity also. Um, suffering is mm. much worse than dying. So we're all beings here and we're all trying to have a, a peaceful passing. But it, it's hard. Dying is not easy. We become so bonded with one another. It's hard to let go of your loved ones. It's hard for animals also. They they take their jobs of protecting us very seriously. So it's not mm-hmm. always easy to pass on. So thank God we have medications, and I hope more animals and people can benefit from that help. And being you know, at home, obviously. Me, yeah, this reminds me of a time um, I had an Afghan hound. Who, he and I were very connected. And his time came, and we went to the emergency, and the doctor there said, you know, it's kind of it's wonderful that we can make these choices for our pets, and it's too bad that we can't make the same kind of choices for our people. And that night, my, my guy passed on, and then many, many years later, it was my father who laid before me, and, oh, I wish I could do the same thing and help him forward 
as opposed to watching him just suffer all those long, agonizing days and hours um, with really no communication and no physicality to him uh, from a grandmother also. And I always remember the words of that kind veterinarian telling me, you know, maybe this is a blessing that we're able to do this for our pets. And then later I found his words to be so true that too bad we can't do it for our people also. But we can, you know, we can. We just need to work on it and pass the law and make it as good. And I know it's happening. And oh, I think in Europe okay. they're a little bit more ahead of, of us. In the States, from what I see, it's not yet, even in the States where it's legal, there's still a lot of uh, hoops to jump through. It's not it's not accessible enough for uh, right. for the ones that are dying that are so close to death but they can't talk anymore so they cannot take they need to be able to swallow the medication they need to be able to say yes i'm ready to die but you know there is so many uh, more pressing and suffering patients who can no longer talk or swallow and we need to help those the way we're helping animals you know and it's kind it's loving it's dignified and we can do it we just need to all get together in all the states and work on passing the law and work on making it better and better because we we deserve it you know we really deserve it Doctor, do you find yourself lobbying for those types of laws to be passed for humans also? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's my biggest cause, my biggest passion, and where I get the most pain from, you know, when I look at the world and what mm. can I do to help. Everything in my life has revolved around death, <laughs> you know, it's in, in a loving yeah. way because it's part of life, so let's not kid ourselves, you know. We're all going to die. Right, right. So we mm-hmm. need to focus on passing with dignity, and I, I have this talk a lot with my own uh, clients and, and their pets. You know, we're we're all going to die here. Let's not lose track of making sure that we make the right medical decisions, that we don't prolong suffering, that we don't go into medical torture. If an animal has cancer and it's not, we can't help, well, let's not torture that poor animal. You know, sometimes the best answer mm-hmm. is to forget about something that's happening if the animal is not suffering enjoy life, take full advantage, mm-hmm. go on a trip, you know, look at your bucket list and work on it until the animal is telling you. And animals talk to us. So watch, listen to your animal. They will send, give us signs that when they're ready. And it's amazing how the other pets in the household might grieve or might be the one saying, okay, the, the old and sick one, he's ready now because we're all staying away from him. Mm-hmm. Or how- uh, on the other hand, and I see that a lot, yeah, when I do the in-home euthanasia, some animals, are the little therapists of the group, and they'll be right there next to the dying one. And I can think mm-hmm. of one amazing bunny who um, was there for two of his doggy friends' euthanasia. So I went to their home twice within a couple of years, and this bunny was right there sitting by the one that was dying. And, you know, it just gives you mm. chills that we, they are so in tune. They are so much more in tune, and we need to get to that level. Is so do you feel also, like- doctor, that oh. – I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do you feel also that, I mean, there's always um, a a back and forth. Does an animal have a soul? Can it go to the spiritual plane? We feel like humans do. What's your opinion on that? We're all the same. Um, We we reincarnate. We can go back and forth between whatever body we choose to based on what's our purpose in the one life that we're coming to accomplish. Uh, I see, I definitely believe... um, a lot of animals have been people and people have been animals. And um, a lot of families tell me how their dog has come back again and again, or, hey, this is the cat. This is my cat who died. He's back. He knows exactly where the litter box is. 
just different different signs, different personality traits or uh, a lot of people have had those experiences. So I, I do believe we're mm-hmm. all going to the same place and we came back and whatever we come back in whatever body we need to be yeah, fulfilling our life purpose for sure. Didn't cool. they just release a movie about that? What what's that? Dog's just purpose? Have, yeah, Dog's Purpose, the movie that's came yeah, out. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh yes, yes. I mean, it's this is all. Yes, I'm grateful that uh, more people are becoming aware um, of of the animals because they 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 deserve to be cared for and listened to. They have so much wisdom. They're bringing us back to what really matters in life. You know, some simplicity, slowing down, playing, being silly, uh, completely living in harmony with our world instead of destroying it. What drove you to destruction in life? Was it childhood? Was it teenage? Was it? What um, drove you the, to, uh, to? So um, how I came, how I became like this? <laughs> I was always drawn. Honestly, I could not have done anything else with myself. I don't have a lot of skills. I tried waitressing. That was a disaster. Um, animals have always been my friends. I was a middle child, so I didn't. You know, I was kind of a loner. I would sit outside mm-hmm. and just play with the earthworms and the ants. I would let them crawl on my hands. And I've always related. Um, actually, Annette, when you, I want to go, I want to hear more about your fairy festival because fairies oh. are, I'm, I'm attracted to fairies. I feel like I'm one of them, you know, um, the trees and the yeah. saving the planet and the earth and all, everything that they stand for, uh, that's me. You know, uh, that's really, yeah. I feel I draw a lot of energy from them and a lot of strength. And I find fairies, you know, pictures in different random places in life. You know how it's just synchronicities, things happen. And um, so, yes, (laughs) I draw a lot of strength. (laughs) Yeah. Saving the animals and the the earth completely. So it, it breaks my heart. Like I'm really sensitive when somebody just throw away a piece of paper that, hey, just put in the recycling bin. So little acts like that, you know, I'm very nitpicky <laughs> because oh, it's not that too, hard, Joanne. people. I am too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's not that hard. We just need to be aware. And my God, you know, be grateful for this wonderful world. And we know we need to save it. It's it's so. Yeah, that's really. I I I want to. Yeah, I'm gonna go read about your festival because that that's me. Okay, good. Um, good, good, good. Much more than the haunted houses, and and I do have a question for the haunted houses um, seekers. Is there any loving and fuzzy spirits in them, or is it mainly um, scary ones? Well, this <laughs> it's is meant to be this scary. This is the Halloween. This is the setups. This is the, you know, spook house. But like that you in go general, to. okay, yeah. Yeah. To get scared. So there's some props and mechanisms and costumes. Yeah, for Halloween. Yeah, I prefer the loving ones for sure. I yeah, get scared. Yeah. I don't. I don't <laughs> like the ones that are scary. <laughs> well, that's what I. I've been in a when house. I do my uh, um, spirit communication sessions, I do it with usually families in their homes to try to bring you know some type of closure to them. Um, mm-hmm. So those those spirits I deal with. In reality, and they are the nice ones and stuff like that. So, um, the the one we Ed, just, Ed yeah. have you ever had a? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask you if you've ever, if you've ever in your spirit communications, come across an animal spirit. Um. What do you think? Have you had that I've, before? I don't remember. 
I've never gone that route. Okay. okay. I just was curious yeah. if it if it popped in, you know. No. Um I've never gone that route. I never even attempted that. Um, okay. Believe it or this is gonna sound silly. Maybe it won't. Yeah. Who knows? I find the animal part is something a little bit more sacred than the mm, human interesting. side. Okay? Because mm-hmm. unless you have a tie like Dr. Joanne does, okay, where you emotionally know where, I mean, she's special, okay? It's like, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're walking in the same aura. How's that? Um, her and the animals. Where in my sense is I got my own pets. I got one that follows me totally. All dogs, animals, whatever, are very friendly to me. But I never attempted to do that because it's, like I said, (laughs) a little bit more sacred, if that makes sense. Does that make sense to anybody? Um, Yeah, you know, what I would say is that we all... We all have a, a purpose and a place in life, and your place is definitely with people, you know, focusing on people. I have trouble. I need a buffer because I find it very overwhelming to be just with people. So animals allow me to feel more comfortable, and I can relate or communicate with people through animals. And this is more my home, and it's the fairy's home, you know. That's the, who, that's my yeah. identity. So your identity well, is different, and together we're we're saving the world. So that's well, good. Dr. Joanne, <laughs> tell you the truth, I've kind of had my full people. That's why I'm taking a break for about three months uh, <laughs> after 19 years. Um, it's not it's not easy. Yeah, it's draining. I can only imagine. You know, it's wonderful what you do. Um, I can tell you uh, an amazing um, encounter, I guess, with uh, my my mom uh, after her kitty passed. And the next day she woke up and she had uh, scratches, a mark on her cheek. And her cat used to paw her on the face. But after he died, um, she had some scratches that scabbed over and healed. But uh, to her, she really felt like he was saying, okay, I'm good. Thank you for the help uh, going to the other side. And so I, I, I come across a lot of those encounters, you know, people sharing um, how mm-hmm. they see, uh, yeah, some uh, some signs from the other side and from their love, from their people also. My grandpa, after he died, he came to me in a dream, and it was really weird. But um, so I called my mom the next day. I'm like, you know, grandpa came to visit, and it feels like he wants to make sure grandma is okay. And when I the day I, I called my mom, she said, well, we're moving your grandma to an assisted living today. Uh, we're, you know, she's moving out of their home. So and I just burst into tears. I'm like, wow, well, Grandpa's there. He wants her to know that she's not alone and he's, he's moving with yeah. her. So it's really healing. When mm-hmm. you talk, go ahead, Annette. Yeah. No, no, I was just agreeing. Okay. When you talk about animal teachings, what do you have a kind of a list, a point list of, you know, a short version of? Uh, what a would short be in version a book? of the book. <laughs> a short. Well, I would um, say, talking points. I would say that, that the book is worth uh, is worth being read for sure. Um, oh, I, I guarantee talk, that. I, I, <laughs> so what I'm saying is, it, but, all right. What animal teachings? What would a person come across when they read the book? How's that? So, um, well, basically, it talks about why why we get sick. Um, is there a relationship with our mind, our body? 
listening to the signs of guidance, synchronicities? Why, uh, how can, why do animals share the same physical diseases as their people? We share the same, the same stresses in life. I talk a lot about the in-home euthanasia service and how to make the decision to euthanize. I talk about people euthanasia, how, why it's so important. So I try to really make, uh, help the world move forward into creating that new world. I give a lot of um, points like how we can better the medical system by communicating with one another so there is not a wall between doctors and families and patients. And I want, I want patients and families to be comfortable discussing what we're discussing right now, you know, mm-hmm. the unusual, mm-hmm. the unexplained world because it helps us making medical decisions. So if somebody tells me, oh, I've got the worst feeling about this surgery or, you know, I'm always in tune every minute that I spend with any family, I'm watching out for any signs. And, and I'll tell you one story that, that was pretty interesting. I went to somebody's home, euthanized their cat, and I could tell right away the mom was just unsure about it. And then I, I look at the kitty, and he was super aggressive, so I couldn't really help her with an exam. Um, but then uh, when I, I grabbed my, um, my bottle of medication and it broke, it just slipped right out of my hands and broke. And I'm mm. like, well, okay, that's a good sign. And then we were talking about urinary issues with this kitty and he just peed right in front of us on the tile floor. So we were able to get a sample and I told the owner, obviously he's not ready to go anywhere and let's analyze his urine. And so I, I give a lot of stories like this to help people be aware of their own life. We talk mm-hmm. about animal communication, just tuning in. Um, I talk about being vegan also and just eating in harmony with nature because it helps us, I think, on an intuitive level. And um, it's just really make, trying to be the best version of ourselves. So it's very inspiring. And, um, yeah, lots of great stories that I had to share. And I'm actually working on book number two because there is so much more to be shared to empower people to help themselves and help their animals. And it's called Animal Teachings from Haley's Angel Methods. Yeah, and um, I can give you my website so people can relate. Go ahead. And it's, uh, Haley, it's Haley's, Haley'sAngel.com, and the spelling is www.h-a-y-l-e-y-s-a-n-g-e-l-s. And so all the information will be on there. Super, super. Can they find it on Amazon, too? Yep, Amazon. Yep, it's available. Good, good, Kindle good. and also uh, paper, um, paper copy, but it's recycled paper because that was really important to me. So, Yay. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. every little step counts. <laughs> how how would you recommend for a person to bond with an animal, especially let's say one a rescue animal? Because a rescue animal has got a, it took six months before my dog even allowed me to pet him. Okay, um, he's a rescue animal, and uh, now he's at my side, even right now. Well, how would you recommend a person to bond with the animal, especially a rescue animal? And because well, they're, I'll tell they're you coming with res- they're coming with their baggage more. With or their less. baggage. Yeah, and so my first recommendation is don't be too narrow-minded in what animal you want to take home. Like if you have too many um, 
criteria, you might miss out on the best teacher for you. So uh, often, like in my life, I never choose an animal. They just find uh, they find me. And I always ask people, hey, how did you adopt your pet? Oh, he found me. He chose me. He saved my life. So um, that's how that to me is the best way to to rescue or to to adopt an animal is to really watch for where the flow of energy is going. And um, so bringing that animal home often, so there's already a connection and together we're healing. So whether it's a physical disease, you know, I've had a client who had trouble walking himself and uh, he, uh, the kitty who found him had trouble walking, was hit by a car. And so together they shared the same issues and they were growing and healing together. So obviously it depends like in your situation, um, there was a yeah a lot of abuse and so respect and patience is the mm-hmm. key. You know we can't force an animal to love us. We just need to mm-hmm. love them unconditionally and give them the time that they need. A lot of stability. A lot of times they that's you know what they're craving: stability, a routine, and playtime. They love. They they need time. They need time with us, and that's what's lacking the most in this crazy modern world. We don't take the time anymore to be just to be together, to be with one another, to spend time outside and do nothing, just enjoy being. And when you watch the animals, they will take their time to stretch. When you ask them to, you know, to come with you, they'll just get up from the couch, they'll stretch their feet, they'll take their time, and we should all do that more. (laughs) So true. Not, go ahead. I have a pig right now at my house um, that found me. Uh, also, that begged me to take him in. Mm-hmm. The pig came. Improperly. Came in the, what's that? Yeah. A pug no, no, belly no. pig. He's still here. hundred pounds. Yeah, I can hear you. Yep. Annette has. Tell her what you collect. You got cows. What do I collect? Yeah, you got cows. What you my got ch- chickens? Oh, you got. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> lots of animals. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm an animal crazy. And you know what? Most of those creatures, like you said, have found me, have come to me somehow. I have an extensive reptile collection, and oh. I did not seek those creatures out. They came to me. Oh, I've got this snake, and he, oh, the, my girlfriend doesn't like it. Oh, okay, well, I'll take care of them. You know, I've got a, a python who is, probably close to 25, 26 years old now. Um, he's still hanging in there. He's an old man, but, you know, he's been with me forever. And there's there's just like you said, that animal will find you. And yeah. you, which animal do you relate the most to? Is that the snakes or? Um, actually, I've got a little dog, a little terrier mix, and he's the guy who's, at my side, my little shadow, my protector, you know, he, if I'm not home, he won't bother barking at, you know, the neighbor's dog or whatever, but if I'm here, oh, he lets me know there might be something happening, so you better pay attention, Mom, you know. <laughs> do you think you've lived uh, as, as an animal before? Do you think with your heart, not with your brain, but do you remember living as, like, a snake or a dog? Do you think you, you do you know how it feels to have a Actually, tail, to have I a think- wagging tail? I think it's cats. Um, yeah. I often dream, mm-hmm, I, which I love cats. My my favorite cat I just lost, I don't know, about a year and a half ago. He was 19 and a half. And he came to me. He was still, I had to feed him with an eyedropper. He was so tiny. He got left behind, and his mama abandoned him out of a doghouse. 
And he came to me through my sister-in-law. Oh, we can't keep it. What are we going to do? We don't know what to do. It's going to die. I'm like, well, give it to me and I'll give it a shot. And the vet said, well, it's a healthy little cat considering where he came from. And he lived with me for 19 and a half years. Awesome guy. Um, And I often dream of running and moving like a cat, you know, that I'm in that body. So if I would pick a animal, I would say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have this client uh, who's a good friend, and we narrowed it down that she was a cheetah in a previous life. And what's funny is that all the signs were there. She's got... uh, Everything in her house is uh, African theme. It's all very wild, all her decorations, and she's a runner. She runs, runs, like she needs to run. It's, every day she goes and runs, that's part of her well-being. And um, and obviously, so she had that leopard shirt that day that we narrowed and pinpointed it. <laughs> like everything yeah. in your life is all about running and being one of those wild cats, and it brought so much closure and understanding of her own self, you know? So that's always fascinating. Yeah. I know how it feels to have a tail, too. I definitely think I've been one of them, so. <laughs> what do you think you were? Doctor, what do you think you were? Yep. In a, what do you think you were in a, I, I've been, I've been, I've been a few, but um, I relate to the sea turtle a lot in this lifetime, this mature in life. I'm a, I'm a loner, and I'm going about my own little pace, you know, um, slowly but surely and just uh, very slowly but keeping up the pace. And I'm definitely a, a loner, you know. I, it, and even if I, not that I don't know people or have friends, but it's just I, I, I don't connect as much and I feel like I just need to retreat in my cave and uh, just stick to my little path in life. So mm-hmm. that's, um, but it depends, you know, different times, I find different animals will come to, uh, will show up, like, just to give me a message, for example. And um, I had um, I had a, actually just recently a luna moth, my first encounter with a luna moth. And they're the mm-hmm. most beautiful moths that, that, that exist. And I had never met one. And I, and I felt like when I met this luna moth, it was telling me, you're coming out of the darkness now. Like, it's, it's your time to shine, and it's your time to share, and don't be afraid of being who you are. And the timing was just uh, so amazing. It just gave me a boost of, okay, yeah, don't be afraid of coming out of the dark. Just be who you are and share share what you have to say. And that's that, you know. That's the purpose of life is trying to be, to be the best version of ourselves. <laughs> How many animals do you have in your house? Well, right down we're right now we're down to six, which is quite a miracle. We've been above ten for a long time, but um, it's you know we're getting old. It's tiring, <laughs> so I don't say no. I just hope that nobody finds us for a while because um, you know I try to give everybody as much time as I can, and, and they're all very unique in their needs. So we have cats, dogs, a rabbit, and the pig, and and the pig is a lot of fun. He's very smart. He outsmarts us a lot, so we try to keep him occupied and stimulated so he walks on the leash and we take him to the beach and uh, we take him to parks and out and about because he loves to go on to go on adventures mm-hmm. so we don't have time to be bored that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> how, I love that company. how much does he weigh yeah he's a 99 i'll be right back pounds. ladies i'll be right back <laughs> go ahead i just 
A hundred pounds, know. okay. Yeah, he's a hundred, and I'm glad he's not over, because, of course, I would need a bigger car if he was much bigger than that. <laughs> so he he came to us, he was young, and, yeah, he he busted out of somebody else's enclosure. So he's very agile and very smart, but we're keeping him confined the best we can. Um, the neighborhood knows him, and um, the cops know him, but he's 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 trained to sit for food. Um, he, he learned it really quickly. I when when he wants food, he sits. So he was he he found a hole in our fence. So he was walking around the neighborhood and just sitting for people. So when we found him, he was all being very cute, and so nobody got scared. And uh, the cops were there and they were feeding him bread. But you know, obviously we tried to not have that happen too much. But <laughs> he, he knows how to work people. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, did he learn the sit thing from his uh, dog buddies in the house, probably? Uh, what's that? Do you think the pig learned how to sit because of other dogs in the house? Oh, no, he lives outside. He he would be completely bored inside. He grazes all day. He roots. Um, he's got a good two acres to play. And, um, yeah, we oh, bring nice. him in when he's it's... a happy pig. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got a good life. <laughs> we bring him in when it's cold at night during the winter. He sleeps inside, um, but that's it because he's definitely very inquisitive. And when you talk about child-proofing the house, you know, you have to pig-proof the house. And, it's, yeah, it's quite an ordeal. His nose is so powerful. I mean, he can open the fridge. So it's tough. <laughs> he needs to be outside. Wow. <laughs> His nose is, is an amazing little Florida? Florida? Do you think um, it's cold in Florida? Yeah, not a whole lot. But, yeah, we've had this past winter, we've had probably about, 20 days that he slept inside and um yeah so you know it's nice to have a little yeah a little coolness because definitely the summers are hot but yeah. the best spot we found uh, no there's no perfect place in this world but um this is working out for us we yeah we're liking it a lot we we um my husband and i are both from the north and um we we, we had our share of snow so we're happy to not mm-hmm. have snow again or ice or yeah de-icing the car that's just not fun Give us the website and, again for your book. Yep, Haley'sAngels.com, and it's H-A-Y-L-E-Y-S-A-N-G-E-L-S.com. Can they contact you directly from there, or do you have your own personal mm-hmm. website? Oh, it's okay. on, now everything is on that website, yep. And uh, the link okay. to Facebook also and social media, so, yeah. I have a quick nice. question. Doctor, do you find that um, other veterinarians reach out to you for advice on how they can administer the same types of services that you're providing to your community? Yes, yes, there have been, there have been, there have been quite a few. And um, we lived in Arizona for 11 years, and that's when the service started. And after after 11 years, we, you know, it was, you know, when the universe sends you all the signs that okay, it's time to move on to the next chapter because I was, it was going to kill me. It was, I was burnt out. It was so overwhelming and I was just working nonstop every day and I needed a break. So anyway, all the signs were pushing us to Florida. And so it was hard. It was, you know, super hard to say, okay, I'm leaving. But after, as I was leaving and telling people about 10 veterinarians stepped up to compensate and take over to help others because yes, they felt inspired and, people were demanding asking for that amazing service so thank god the world the word is definitely spreading and more people are more veterinarians are able to help yeah it's wonderful wonderful 
Doctor, I'd like to say thank you for being a guest tonight on the show. Um, is there anything else you would like to add to your what we've talked about? No, I thank you. I thank you both so much, and I appreciate everything that you're doing. It's really a team effort, so we'll continue to spread animal teachings and share the wisdom yeah. from our four-legged and two-legged friends and, and no, no-legged no friends, too, the, the snakes. <laughs> they now, when, I, us, so. <laughs> when, I, when the people read your book about an, animal teachings, you're saying that we can learn from the animals also. Is that true? It's the best, they're the best teachers. They are the best teachers. They've been my best teachers. So I would love for you to read it and call me mm-hmm. and let's talk some more because that would be fascinating, especially with your background and where your life experiences. Um, you might just start uh, reaching out to animal spirits, and that might be a lot of fun for you. I need to send you a picture because as we were talking about this, and the reason why this came to me because we were talking about it, um, because it's probably over 15 years ago, I have to look it up. I got a picture of it looks like a collie, ghostly collie, sitting right next to a headstone in a cemetery. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll send it to They're you. They're in tune. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the spirit of the dog is there with its master. That's what it seemed like sitting there. So, okay. Um, Annette, do you want to give the doctor where she can find your information about your event? Yeah, the sure. We're festival. On, right. We're on Facebook. Everything Great. is there, and it's under Gnomes. Day out, so it's G N O M E S D A Y O U T. Okay, wonderful. And doctor, do you do any anything on the internet as far as um, what am I looking for? Um, I do some consultations and um, yeah, animal communications and just try intuitive medicine. I I do try to help um, the best I can. I mean. It depends on the needs. You know, often it's nice to see the animal in person and do a full exam and and get a vibe, get a vibe from the from the family and everybody. But mm-hmm. I do, I am definitely available online, and I I do have a, quite a few people that follow me and um, just you know I continue to help them when I move with their pets because I know them, and so I, I I'm always happy to help with a, a different insight that can be really useful in some situations for sure. And probably Skype and everything else, you'd be able to communicate with the people, which would be nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're so living in a world of technology, so the world has gotten all small. It's really nice to be able to connect and bring a lot of peace, as much peace and healing as we can for sure. Well, you're going to be a busy person. so uh, Try to keep balance, here. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how would you, Not how would you say... Do you find yourself having to say, no, I can't help you because I need time to myself, or do you just sacrifice? Well, I've I've had some big warnings from the universe, you know, that I I almost got into a few car accidents. I almost, you know, there's warnings that come along that you just can't deny, and you, I mm-hmm. know, and I'm out of balance, and so uh, usually I just, I have, I know, I feel it. I feel what's right, where my place is, and I think that's what we all have to do in life. We can't save everybody. We can't save the world, but um, if I can't help, usually I have a feel for who could help, you know, who would be 
better or have more time to help a certain person or a certain animal. So it's, again, a team effort. So if it's not me, then I know right, I know right away where my place is, and I, I do help uh, the best I can when I feel like it's my place to help, obviously. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Do you have any final words for the doctor? No, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us, doctor. It was very, very interesting. I appreciate you sharing. Thank you. My pleasure, really. It's wonderful to meet you guys, and I'll, I'll definitely uh, see you online. And you know what? <laughs> you fit beautifully into our show, so uh, or what we try to get across the, to the uh, listeners and uh Let's Thank do you this for again being sometime a... then. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. My pleasure. Thank you for being a. Thank you for being a. And that's Dr. Joanne. Let's try this. Lafave. Uh, yeah, Lafave. There Hanley. you go. <laughs> DVM. Okay. <laughs> How'd you like the accent? All right. Um, Perfect. Thank you for being a doctor. You're thank welcome. You Good night. All right. Good night. Good night. That was nice, wasn't it, Annette? Interesting. Very nice. She's a sweetheart. Very cool. Very, very interesting. So, and, uh, boy, and you got things in common. So, uh, I think we do. (laughs) Yeah. I'm always out to save the world. (laughs) (laughs) Whether it likes it or not. Yeah. Listeners, you heard my introduction. Uh, what's coming up next weekend for those in the Midwest, Chicagoland area. Uh, so if you didn't hear it, just go back and listen. Um, in two weeks, it could be just me and Annette. It could be us and a guest. So it's a potluck Sunday night. Um, thank you for listening. Annette, do you have anything you want to say? No, I'll just say good night. Hope to see you at the very Festival, people. Oh, we'll talk more about that, too. And that is going to be one in June 15th. So next time we get together, it'll be one day after. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Hopefully we gave it a, you're happy with our mentioning it. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And if listeners come, please introduce yourself as a listener. So I, I know that, uh, that that's where you came from, from the unexplained world. That would be great to meet you. Super. Listeners, thank you. Until next time, good night. Peace be with you. Blessings be with you. And remember to take a deep breath before you blow up. Thank you very much, Annette. (laughs) Good night. Oh yeah, you 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 come come Monday. You're you're, yeah. (laughs) Break time for you. All right, listeners. Thank you. Good night, Annette. Bye bye. Good night.